When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I'm back. Feel not 100%, but you know, I'm getting there. It's getting better. I no longer sound like Natasha Leone. Exactly. <laughs> Not yet. We'll check back in during the 11 o'clock hour. That's right, because that's what happened the other day. I started strong. You were all excited. Yeah, I was like, You were like, I'm back, baby. I you shoved work. Jess into the water yeah, cooler I was as like, you take said that. it. I can talk, man. And then by uh, 11 o'clock. People were like, somebody give Donna a lozenge, please. <laughs> Recola. <laughs> so then uh, you were essentially sent home for yesterday. Amy was like, just stay. Your voice isn't going to get better by talking. That's never the path back. Yeah. So tell us about your day yesterday. Oh, thanks. Well, I was going to save that for our next segment um, because I did something with my time. Well, but just vocally, like what I just mean oh, vocally. Oh, I was completely quiet. I talked to one person, and that was a guy at TGK Automotive. Nobody else. I didn't talk to anybody for about, I don't know, 38 hours. So I think that helped a lot. A lot and of I tea, a lot of honey. at TGK Automotive that they probably earned your business by, by earning, earning my trust. trust. Yes, thank you. Um, but I do have to say, part of me wanted to stay home yesterday because nobody wanted me here. You say... I have laryngitis. People here, I have tuberculosis. <laughs> tuberculosis? <laughs> so they're like taking off to the other side of the building into another studio wearing hazmat suits. And I'm like, guys, She's I have laryngitis. I have lost my voice. But Donna, you have to understand it's a, though. It's, I know. No, you had laryngitis that came out of an infection. You had a sore throat and then you had a runny nose and then some coughing. So five days studies, prior. Right. I, I understand that that started on Friday, but then you're thinking in a radio business where uh, we all use our voice. Well, should I be smart here or roll the dice here? Because if you and me both go down, Donna, we all go down oh the whole thing. So then yeah. just oh a little boy. abundance of caution. But that's what I read is that laryngitis is contagious if it is a part of a sickness. If you just wake up one day randomly and your voice is gone, not contagious. And again, friends, I encourage you to consult your own physicians. Because I'm not a doctor, but I read that online. Mm, I mm. bet a oh, 70s sitcom had some information for you about that, too. Yeah? Yeah, just laryngitis. It just sounds like one of those oh, sitcom yes. diagnoses. Like, right. I have amnesia, and I don't remember where I am anymore. Like the phalange, just hey. fix that. Yeah. it's It's got to be something with the phalange. Mm. Mm, laryngitis. You sound better today. Thanks, Steve. That's really good. Yes. 
I feel great. I felt great for, you know, three days. I yeah, just sound terrible. When you came in, you were coughing. You were, you uh, were no, suddenly you know what? I coughing. I was clearing my throat. I was not full on, you know, productive coughing. But then I came in and said hello to you at one point, and you filled up a tissue from your nose. And I just Ooh. thought, you know, the other, I feel like the other studios made a little more sense in the event. Remember, it's fine. what did Father Fauci teach us all? The abundance of caution, my friends. Sure. Especially if it's going to take your voice out. Because then if that runs through a radio station, that's not great. I do have to say that is scary when that's what you need to make a living and then it's gone. That is a scary thing. Makes me want to reconsider long term. Um, Disability. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, oh the me- this memoir just wrote its own title. How <laughs> laryngitis changed my life. <laughs> changed my insurance policy. Oh, boy. Telling you. Anyway, be careful out there, everybody. Yeah, guys, be careful out there. Hey, hey, what? today is a big day. Is it? It is. In the city of Washington, D.C., for TikTok. Today is TikTok Testifies Day. So it turns out yesterday, wow. they're, try- they're trying to prove to the United States government that they're not in bed with China and that in, in a way that would compromise data, that would compromise information. Because people have said, people in the government have said, lawmakers, we should ban TikTok. So yesterday, they had some TikTok influencers. What a peculiar day on Capitol Hill. Hmm. When they had uh, TikTok influencers who came in, and they popular accounts like Back in the Kitchen with Bay, Sparks of Joy, and Chem Teacher Phil, um, they got to go and testify and they're essentially trying to say, like, hey, here's how we use TikTok. Here's how it's benefited us. Here's how it benefits small businesses and medium businesses, which their CEO, TikToks, named Xiao Chu, I was on TikTok a couple of days ago, and I'm scrolling through. Suddenly, a video from him appears, and it's him talking directly to camera saying, hey, everybody, it's Xiao Chu, the CEO of uh, TikTok, and I'm going to be testifying on Capitol Hill. And there's talk of banning this app. And here, and then he said, like, look, there are 150 million Americans who use this app. Roughly half the population has TikTok on their phone wow. or their device. Wow. And then he mentioned that, again, it's small and medium-sized businesses primarily who benefit from TikTok advertising campaigns, influencer relationships, which have become really big. And so he's trying to help people. And he is planning to tell Congress today all the things that the company is doing to protect Americans who are using the app. But it's, it, it, I wonder if it could be a touch theatrical. I'm just saying beware of cheesy moments and cringy moments and try-hard moments from some folks on Capitol Hill today because you know they're talking to their nieces and nephews or their sons and daughters or grandkids and saying, you know, we have TikTok CEO. Oh, you should work in this phrase. Sure. Or this is a thing. Or say for your page at some point. You know, it's just going to be cringy. We saw it before with so? Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster. Donna, I have zero trust in lawmakers being cool. <laughs> they see this Capitol Hill moment. It doesn't matter who they're grilling. And they ask great questions sometimes. And they really take people to task. And, and those folks have earned it in that way. But the cool factor, smooth, it always comes out cringy. What, you sit there and you watch that Ticketmaster debacle and thought, oh, this is a really cool moment from, I mean, pick any of our local senators or senators that you don't know. 
all came out cringy. Try hard, me not like you. Well, maybe they heard about the backlash for lack of a better term, oh, and are like, yeah, we better not do that again. But remember, yeah. when you are cringe, you are free. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's all be cringe, man. Yeah. Because then that Make, means you just stopped caring, right? Yeah, that's right. Make cringe cool again, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh. So this guy is Chinese, right? I believe he is of Asian descent. I'm not sure if he's particularly Chinese or not. You could be right so on that. So he's not American. Again, now, technicalities. I feel nervous in these conversations. He might be a United States citizen. I'm not sure if he was born here or not. I believe he's of Asian descent, but I'm not sure specifically okay. what. All right. um, but, like, for instance, if this helps, when he's talking to you, he's speaking to you in plain English in that TikTok video where he's explaining, hey, here's who I am. Here's what's happening next. Got it. Okay. But, yeah, it's the app. TikTok is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance. And the U.S. government has just battered them over the last few months about security concerns and what are you doing with our data? Is this some sort of a spying tool? Donna knows. Donna would be one of those cringy Capitol Hill lawmakers. She she deleted the app out of concern. I did. No, I got rid of TikTok years ago. You did? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was it due to to concerns of security and data and stuff like that? Yeah. Or wasting time? Yeah. Well, a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why take the chance? I mean, you've got banking information, credit card information. You know, people do everything on their phone. I don't want. I don't want them getting my stuff. (laughs) I've had my identity um, breached before. And yeah. I don't want to go through that again. And that was just a small scale situation. Good luck, Steve. Thanks, everybody. All righty. We'll keep you up to date on all that. When we come back, uh, Donna had a day at home yesterday, what she was able to accomplish. And uh, after the radio show yesterday, I ran down to the DMV like you have to do sometimes. Oh, that's fun. I didn't know that I'd have to run down there a second time. And then a third time. Hello. Welcome back to the show, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Holly Roberts is with us also for hour one. What's up? Uh, Steve likes the DMV so much, he went to visit three times yesterday. That was so fun. When's the last time you were at the DMV? Uh, the last time I had to get my license with that special whatever. Oh, the real ID. Yes, and I went in early. To get it. Like 2019? You mean before the pandemic? Yeah, it was before the pandemic, and but I went in a couple of months before I needed to, That's before great. my license expired, just to be on top of it. And it wasn't that bad. I sat there for like maybe half an hour. Well, I'll tell you what. Everything that happened with me at the DMV during my three consecutive trips there yesterday was all user error on my part. And I would actually tell you that what the DMV is doing is actually kind of slick. So I go, I have to register a new vehicle. They give you those temporary plates on the back. So I had to do that. And, uh, you know, technically my vehicle came in from Wisconsin. And so I still needed to then also pay a lump sum tax on the vehicle um, as well. And so... I do all this and it's like, okay, great. This is fine. I'm going to go down. And of course I wait until like the week that it's due. Now I went last week um, and and, and looked and there weren't any appointments that are available for like three weeks. So you go to the appointment page and it says, if you don't see anything, that means we don't have anything for the next three weeks and new appointments open up each night, I believe at midnight. So I go as a walk-in earlier this week 
And it's I think that's when the day resets in their system, and then they oh, shuffle out and see what do we I have see. new. So you've been there four times now. Four times this week, three times yesterday. So I go, and uh, on I think it was Monday maybe, I go earlier this week. And I get there, it's about 2 o'clock, and there's a lot of people there. And they weren't taking any more walk-ins. So I go up, I talk to the greeter, said, all right, so when's the best time to come back and all this sort of stuff? I said, great, here's what I got to do. Let me make sure that I have all the right information that I need. So she explained what you'll need. You're going to need a purchase agreement. You're going to need proof of insurance. And you are going to need um, a a check uh, to pay the the taxes. And I said, do you guys take a credit card or debit card? She said, we do. But there's like a 2.9% fee. And I was paying taxes on a vehicle. And so this wasn't like paying tax at a meal at Crave. This is paying taxes on a major purchase. Point being that roughly 3% fee that comes with swiping your card instead like of writing a check. bucks or something? It's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, uh, I figured this out. So I go there yesterday, and I, right after radio, I'm like, I got to get there at noon to try to get early in the line for this walk-in thing. So I get there. It's probably about, I don't know, 1220, I guess. Get in line, and they say, hey, here's your thing. And it gives you a text that says there are 16 people ahead of you. And I said, how long do you think? They said, the person ahead of you has an hour and 15-minute wait, so you're probably close to an hour and a half. So I said, great. And I said, reminder, you guys take credit card, correct? Uh, And I had totally forgot this conversation for a couple days before. She said, we do. Just remember that there is a fee. And I said, oh, criminy Pete. All right, well, you know what? I've got time. I'll go back and get my checkbook. Stevie Boy drives home, about 10 minutes away from the DMV. So I drive home. Lou says, oh, you didn't get in. No, I got in. I just need a checkbook. Do you know where the checkbook is? I start looking around. I can't find a checkbook. We don't use a checkbook a ton, so it's not like always in the same place. Now we're looking around. She goes into this this banking folder that we got from our bank and opens it up, and there are two checkbooks in there. And she hands me a checkbook from this folder in like a security box thing. Sure. And I was like, okay, great. Stick it in my pocket. Stevie Boy drives back down to the DMV. Now I am there. And it's been texting me the whole time. And it will, you can at any point text their number, the letter S. And when I text S, it says, you have five people in front of you in line. And then you have zero people. And then they text you and say, when you're ready. And it just says, go see teller number two. I get to this point. That was super great. Way to go, DMV. That texting thing is great because you can actually go out, run an errand, get some gas, get some groceries, whatever. Call my number. Go through it all. She said, all right, here's your tax bill and plus your registration fee. Make it out for this much to this place. And I said, you got it. And I had a wonderful rapport with this lady. And then I reached into the pocket. I grabbed my checkbook and I started flipping through. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. no. Come oh, on, no. please tell me. Please no. tell me there's just one check. Is there one <laughs> check available? Friends, I had a checkbook full of carbon copies of what we had used those checks for previously. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But I had zero I checks. this. This is no! so funny. So I say to the lady, I said, listen, we have come so far. And I waited an hour and a half and, you know, I said, I don't have a check. And my friend said, my friend is there. My neighbor comes up, says hello. He hears me talking. He's there to do a title transfer. I said, well, I got to go back home. I got to go get a checkbook. He said, how much cash do you need? I got cash. And I said, I need a significant amount of cash. This is a full tax bill on a new vehicle. So he said, all right, I don't have that much cash. And Stevie Boy has to drive home again. How far are you from? 10 minutes. 10 minutes to and Is fro. this in Chaska? This is in Chaska. Okay. And uh, so it's 10 minutes to get there, 10 minutes to get back home. So 20 minutes each time. So I guess in total, I did an hour of driving just to do the DMV to and from, to and from, to and from. I go back. Lou said, what happened? What's going on? I said, there are no checks. You gave me a checkbook with no checks. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, no, I'm an idiot. I didn't even open it. I didn't look at it until I got there. Then I went back there with a brand new checkbook. And luckily, she said, you know what? You don't need to wait in line. I'm going on break. I'll be back at X time. You just make eyes with me, and we'll settle this. An interesting thing I learned, too, is that when you get your license plate, they ask you, do you want a plate like this? Do you want to support your troops plate, a standard plate, or this plate? Oh, that's neat. I didn't know that. And I said, you know, just give me the standard. She said, are you sure? I said, I'm sure. Just give me the standard. And then she just reaches, and there's just a license plate just on a desktop. She reaches it, grabs it, and says, okay, here's your license plate. And it just never dawned on me that that's how license plates work. If there's one randomly sitting on a desktop that hasn't been assigned to someone at the DMV, they just willy-nilly can grab it and give it to you, and now it's yours now. I just thought there would have been a little more pomp and circumstance. And it was just like, oh, what, is that like available? Like little hey, elves Bill, were going to come out from the back and be I like... I don't know. Yeah, we just finished this one. <laughs> All right, fellas! <laughs> Lunch break! Yeah. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Could you have used... A debit card without penalty. No. Okay. Any swiping gotcha. was a penalty problem. Okay. So, yeah, I did the quick math in my head, and for a minute I was like, do I care? How much do I care? And then I was like, I yeah. care. I should go back and do this. Well, congratulations. Thanks, everybody. Now that the question place- is, how long will I ride around with the license plate in my middle compartment and not screwed on to the actual license plate? As I long have, as possible. I have gotten pulled over before, and I'm like, look, I got the plates right here. They're like, we don't care. Are you put supposed to the put them in the car, on. you idiot? <laughs> yeah, I, today's the day. The last day I can drive legally without the plates on is today. So I'll do it today. I'm going to say it out loud. I will do it today. All right, All manifest right. it. Manifest it. I'll manifest it for you, too. Also, by the way, I've buried the lead in my personal life. It's coronation day. What? I'm getting two crowns today. Oh, congratulations. Yay. You're being Hashtag knighted. Yes, King. Sir Steve Patterson. So DMV you. yesterday and then the dentist today. It's just shaping up to be a pretty fun week. <laughs> Thanks. Coming up, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Holly Roberts with us. Woo. Did you guys see this story about uh, Jeff Garland? Yes. And his uh, co-host, Wendy uh, McClendon Carvey. Covey. 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 You got it. Covey. Covey. There it is. Um, so I guess she was doing an interview on Andy Cohen's podcast. And, you know, he's going to ask the questions he asked about that. 
uh, Jeff Garland and the Goldbergs, him being um, no longer with this show. And she basically said, she she seemed uncomfortable. She seemed like she didn't really want to talk about it. But she said, you know what? It was a long time coming. And when it finally happened, she said, yes, someone is listening to us. Hmm. And then she basically told Andy she didn't really want to talk about it. She has PTSD from all of that. So that's basically all she said. But it's an interesting revelation, nonetheless, though, for for the. You know, she's the matriarch of that show. Right. She is the co-star. So, and, and by saying somebody's listening to us, if you were reading into that, you might think that she's saying that she was possibly on the receiving end of some of the uh, behavior that HR looked into. Jeff Garland even said this, that HR looked into him three years consecutively for his behavior on set. So that's not a, you know, I guess if you have a dust up with HR at some point, that's that's reasonable. If it happens three years in a row... At a minimum, eyebrows would start to raise about, is there a situation going on here? It was back in, do you remember when this all happened? And it was like, really? Is he like suddenly just going to be off the show? He's such a big part of the show. Right. Yeah, I do remember. And then, you know, some of the things, in case you weren't aware, were that he was like verbally uh, abusive. Um, He basically screamed at a female stand-in. At one point, um, Wendy actually made a comment that they used some of his audio from Offset. And she kind of made a snarky remark like he wasn't guy who needed to be on set to do his part was basically not on the set. So just he sounded like he sounded like a pain in the ass. Hmm. You know, I'm going to say something. That I don't mean in the way it's going to sound. Brace yourselves, everyone. Oh, here we go. He kind of reminds me of Harvey Weinstein in that, in the verbally abusive kind of, he just has like, he just verbally vomits whatever he's feeling at the moment. Sure. On one hand, you could see why he would be incredibly charming. Right. To certain individuals. Correct. And then to other folks, it would be this negative energy yes so he did an interview with vanity fair um i don't know how long after that but he totally of course was downplaying it the interviewer said i heard there was an incident on set with you in a stand-in that was both physical and verbal and so jeff garland starts laughing and says nothing he first he said i'm sorry for laughing then he said nothing physical by any stretch of the imagination and the verbal part was a joke that was completely missed and he said because i like this guy i like his wife i've worked for them for years and how i suddenly wake up one day and i don't like them i don't get that um so he's basically downplaying everything so the interviewer said can you tell me what the joke was and he said, no, you'd have to see me do it. But it was silly, and it was misconstrued, but there was nothing physical. He went on in, in that Vanity Fair interview to say, this is like December 21, a little bit before he was asked to leave the show. I'm on a comedy show. I, I'm always a kind and thoughtful person. I make mistakes, but my comedy is about easing people's pain. Why would I ever want to cause pain in anybody for a laugh? That's bullying. That's just uncalled for. But I wonder if maybe sometimes... One can be, here's an old saying that I learned in high school, 
gather around children and it is there is the most effective type of deception is self-deception true so if you convince yourself of your own thing how many lies it's it's easy to because then you're like well like i'm a fun person i love people so then if you excuse yourself from the responsibility of your words and your actions because you know and and what you know could even be true about yourself that like you really love people and you think well this is all fun but once you start seeing the shrapnel and how it's impacting people that would generally be cause for some sort of a introspection but if you if you sort of go out saying look they just don't get me you gotta know i love you it's kind of like come on i've been calling you fatty for 10 years don't tell me you're hurt by it now you know that kind of thing it's like maybe we need to uh realize that what you say might you might be responsible. Yeah, and you might have an intention with your words. However, you don't have control over the reception of those Correct. words. That is so true. That's right. So then when someone enlightens you, you should take that information and then put it into action, right? Like this interviewer in Vanity Fair said, um, do you understand that you have power because you're the star and that person like the stand-in has no power? And he said, yes, I agree with that. And they said, that's the interviewer said, that's why they go to HR, because they feel like they can't. And Jeff Garland said, well, why wouldn't they go to their department head? But here's the thing I want to point out. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. I agree with that. But if I hug someone and they feel uncomfortable from it, they have every right to go to HR. But HR has never said a word to me about hugs because that was another issue. And he said, nobody came to me and said, stop hugging people. So I guess everybody has a responsibility somewhere. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, just I'm not saying that these are the same things that hugging in this, but it would be like, let's go back to like the Mad Men era. Okay. It'd be like, hey, I would always like, you know, I'd grab grab a lady as I walked by. Nobody ever said anything to me. Everything seems fine. Hey, boys. (laughs) However, it's like, okay, just because they don't say anything to you doesn't mean that suddenly something went from being okay to not okay. It means that somebody worked up the courage to say this has been making me uncomfortable, but I fear that if I say it to you, there's going to be some sort of a career ramification. I'm suddenly out of work. I'm blackballed, whatever it might be. And that's not what you want so you have to talk to hr i've never spoken with hr i've been tempted coming out of quite a few of these shows with you Debo. <laughs> um but what happens like you talk to hr and then what do you say you say hey here's my complaint here's the thing and then does hr go to the person and do you remain anonymous does your name get used great How does Can we it get, work? hey let's get somebody on the phone who works mm-hmm. in hr that'd be great 651-641-1071 I, I think there a report has to be filed. Yeah. You have to make it official. And perhaps an investigation ensues. Yep. Ooh, magnifying glasses. Y- that's right. Dusting things. Uh, a long <laughs> pipe and a Sherlock Holmes hat. Yep, a lot I of plaid. A lot of yeah. plaid. He was hugging her here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, anyway, Jeff Garland, by the way, did get a gig. Um, since then, he booked a new role on uh, Mindy Kaling's Never Have I Ever. Oh. Which is his first acting uh, hire since the Goldbergs exit. All right. So thank there you. you. Go. Hey guys, on a serious note, um, not that that wasn't, uh, Dick Van Dyke was injured in a car accident. Let me point out that Dick Van Dyke is ninety-seven years old, ageist, and he crashed into a block 
wall and a gate last Wednesday, so uh, over a week ago in Malibu. He was driving by himself, and he said he lost control because the road was wet from all the rain in L.A. Mm. And um, he had minor injuries, but he was found bleeding from his nose and his mouth, and he might have suffered a concussion. But paramedics treated him at the scene. He refused to go to the hospital. Um, Police allegedly asked the DMV to give Dick Van Dyke a driving retest. Because of his age, but that hasn't been confirmed. But They did try to administer medicine on the scene, but he refused to take it without a spoonful of sugar present. Wow. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How many times do I have an opportunity to do a bad joke like that? <laughs> no, it was good. It was, <laughs> good. was good. Look, the weather is really intense <laughs> in Malibu right now. A lot, a lot of rain. A lot of rain. There was a tornado in L.A. yesterday oh, wow. or the other day. No. Oh, what is Dallas Rains up to right about now? Oh, I mean, my gosh. Because she's used to saying, let's take a look at the quick seven-day, 75, 75, 75, 75, 75, yeah, 74. Right. It's given the and, L.A. story a weather forecast. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sun, sun, sun. And, <laughs> and now they're really dealing with some stuff. You know, I would, let me defend the, the city of Los Angeles for a moment. They Somebody told me when I lived out there, because I said, why, why, why when it rains does all of this happen? It's just everybody's slow. There's SIG alerts left. There's SIG alerts right Why? Because it doesn't rain, right? And I guess what they say is there's a tremendous, tremendous amount of oil from cars that goes out on these freeways. And since it doesn't rain often, it doesn't get washed away routinely. So the water, this is what somebody told me. I don't know if there's any proof to it. But the water then doesn't have an opportunity to regularly wash it away. So bigger amounts of oil, water comes and makes the surface of the freeway slicker than normal. Slicker than it would normally be if it was just water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this tornado touched down just a touch east of downtown Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, on Wednesday in the city of Montebello. Oh, my gosh. And uh, 110 mile per hour winds, the strongest tornado to hit the Los Angeles area since 19. 83. It was an intense microcell because that's the other thing about LA weather. It's all these micro pockets. You know, oh it might gosh. be it might be roasty toasty in the valley, but then it's cold and you need a sweater at the beach. Yeah. Isn't that the Weird. wildest thing? Legi- legitimately. And I guess here we are. What's happening? Now we're defending LA weather people <laughs> because they actually do they do a like the city of Los Angeles yeah. and then they'll do the beaches and then they'll do the valley and then they'll do the inland empire and these are all in the greater LA area, but you could legit have it be 55 degrees that day on the beach, and then when you go to Rancho Cucamonga in the Inland Empire, it's a high of 91 that day. It is a b- bizarre environment out there. Oh, any reason to say Rancho Cucamonga. Yes. I, guys, <laughs> yeah. I lived there. I lived there oh, for a little bit. Fun. It was very exciting. Oh, my it gosh. It sounds like an amusement park. It's not. <laughs> It's more just dry land and uh, a lot of homes that were, you know, built in like nineteen the nineties and early two thousands. Okay, uh, Lake Titicaca. No, that's oh. a thing. Hello, hey now. <laughs> yes, Donna. What? I, I got that's nervous when she said it too. Steve, are you familiar? It's a <laughs> South American lake, Donna. Didn't you watch Looney Tunes growing up? Yes, I don't All remember that. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's in Peru. I'm going to Google it. Okay, thank you. I don't know how to spell T-I-T-I it. T-I-T-I. Yes. C-A-C-A. Yes. 
I think it had they added an extra T in the middle there, we may have had a problem. <laughs> Thanks for the spell checks. Oh. <laughs> I put yeah. safe search on before I looked this up. Andy's Mountains on the border of Bolivia and Peru. Yes. Yeah. Nice. What are the that'd be a fun Holy thing to do. Wow. What are the ten geographical most enjoyable things to say. Lake Titicaca and Rancho Cucamonga are for sure two of the <laughs> yeah. ten. Oh my gosh, how do you top that? Yeah, walla walla. Ooh. <laughs> well, if you think of one, send us an email. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. All right, we got to go. Uh, when we come back, ooh, Giselle is kind of talking about her divorce from Tom Brady, sort of, kind of. Yeah, she's saying, look, for all the folks who said it was about him unretiring, she unpacks that a little bit. Really the first time we've heard from her on this topic. We'll let you hear what she had to say when we return. It's Donna and Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We got a couple of emails coming in. I'll categorize it under this heading. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Steve, what was the name of the uh, the town that you mentioned? The town where I used to live, Rancho Cucamonga. Yes. And Holly, what was the name of the place you mentioned? Uh, Lake Titicaca. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is so funny. Dell uh, sent us an email. He said, how about Kinnikinnick? Kinnick Kinnick Park. Kinnick yeah. Kinnick. It's in Wisconsin. Kinnick Kinnick. Good Kinnick. one. Good one. Then we have uh, Titlo in Gaylord, <laughs> Minnesota. Well, hey, listen. That's just the beautiful... That's a beautiful city, I think. <laughs> Jessica said on a map, it does almost look like a pair of ladies, and one is low. Titlo. Well, listen. I was going to say, that's just a beautiful part of aging gracefully, you know? Yeah, is it, go. though? Yes, Donna. <laughs> yes. Just live yeah. your life. Thank you. I mean, not that I know. But, you know. Um, wait, so, what, what, so we have four. We have four so far. Uh, is that a Lake, lake Titlow or just Titlow? Uh, I think it's a city. Okay, so Titlow, Kinnikinnick, Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Lake Titicaca. Yeah. Four, four, we are looking for six more. So all of you Atlas nerds out there, we're looking for the top ten enjoyable geographical locations to say. I'm sure there's a bunch in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then I bet you, we're, we're, you know, if you really, you should know this, Donna, with your Atlas. I know. I saw it this morning. I almost thought about oh. grabbing it. How about Bug Tussle, Kentucky? I like Ooh, I that, love that. A lot. Bug Tussle, Kentucky. Bug Tussle. Bug Tussle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Just imagine these people who live there, they're on the phone with people, and then they're like, okay, and your address, please? <laughs> Bug Tussle? That's fun. My, my son and I, we like to keep track of um, epic names in football. Every year, it's like we just wait for them to say, and the tackle was made by, and we're like, what? That's that dude's name? That's awesome. Very Oshkosh. Funny. Oshkosh is good. It, it's you know, good. Oshkosh, it's not, I don't know if it's top ten. Yeah. Honorable mention? Yeah, yeah, we'll give it honorable mention. I like that. But I think Oshkosh, didn't that become a brand of Osh- children's Kosh clothing? Oshkosh Oshkosh Bigosh. Oshkosh Bigosh. I think. I have a problem with sh- in general, for all words? Yeah, I, yeah, anything with an SH, because the side of my mouth goes up. 
Oh. Pork chops and apple sauce. Thank you. <laughs> Holly, do we have anyone else? Uh, yeah, it was a little dirty, so oh. I'm just going to pass. But I do have one that's mm, Ding Dong, Texas. Okay, that's Oh, I like that. That's cute. Ding Dong, Texas. So again, you are writing a return address on the letter that you're sending. <laughs> and you are putting in Ding Dong, Texas. Yeah. I like oh, it. Oh, my gosh. It's good. Mm-hmm. I mean... Okay, I need to stop. All right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm actively, the 12-year-old in me is actively filtering things to say after oh, a lot of these. See what this one, another one coming in. Another email? Oh, oh Nimrod. Nimrod is good. <laughs> <laughs> Nimrod, Minnesota. So I got a question about I Nimrod. I love Nimrod. You're such a Nimrod. Did they name the city? Are people called Nimrods after the city of Nimrod? Is Are there, did something happen in Nimrod? What came first? I, I like you, Nimrod. That's great. That's funny. Yeah, like, why d- did the town decide to name itself that? <laughs> yeah, lots of it's just like truth or consequences, New Mexico. Yes, exactly. Oh, what? Wait, what? Yes. yes, there is a town in southern New Mexico called Truth or Consequences. Is it all one word? No, <laughs> three separate words. But the reason the town decided to take on that name is because of a contest that literally involved the game show Truth or Consequences. Oh my God, that's so fun. Once oh hosted God. by Bob Barker before he started hosting The Price is Right. Guys, we have to abandon our planned segment, which right. we'll get to in the next hour because the phone lines just lit up. It's like when we said, what's your favorite crockpot recipe? What's your skin tag solution? Uh, what's your How favorite you letter? Canker sores. <laughs> We know, they always say, guys, don't forget to push entertainment. Yeah, but when we talk about canker sores, the phone lines kind of light up. So, I don't know. It's true. All kank all the time? Maybe that's Maybe. not going to be the tagline. I don't know if that's going to work, Steve. Skin tagline would have been easier to come up with. That's good. Uh, okay, Holly is working on the phones feverishly. Should we go to Faith? All right, let's check in with uh, Faith. Hi, Faith. You're on the Donna and Steve experience. What's the purpose of your call this morning? Oh, Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla, that's good. <laughs> that's enjoyable. See, it's tough to say Walla Walla, Washington and not smile and feel kind of happy. Yeah. It's like the town's silly. The name's so nice, they named it twice. The town's so nice. Walla yeah. Walla. Not just one Walla, you get two. Two Wallas. Walla. And I like that it Thank comes you, with Washington because then you get triple Wa sound. Totally. Walla Walla, Washington. That's fun. Really fun, uh, Christy. Let's go to Christy. Hi, Hi Christy. Christy. Hi. Hey. I will never tire of saying the Okefenokee Swamp. I think <gasps> it's in Georgia, Florida, or Georgia. The Okefenokee Swamp. Okefenokee. Oh, yep. Okie S as in Frank. Okefenokee. Shout out to eighth grade geography. Yes. Okay. Okefenokee. Oh. Okefenokee Swamp for the win. That is wow. a, that's definitely a top five. I like that. Um, so, again, if you're just tuning in, we're just trying to – we stumbled on Rancho Cucamonga somehow, and then we started talking about what are the best places to say, just geographical locations that are enjoyable. There's a certain mouthfeel to them. We've got Lake Titicaca, Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> uh, Kinnikinick, Walla Walla, Washington. What would she just say? Swamp OG Kaboji? Uh, Okefenokee. <laughs> that feels good. That's a good uh, one. Nimrod, Minnesota. That's really good. Uh, where, do we go next? where should we go, Holly? We should go to Janet. Hey, Janet, welcome in. It's the Don and Steve experience. Uh, what's a fun town name that you like to say? Hi, I love saying or hearing 
Menominee, Wisconsin, because in my head, I always think of the Muppets. And I say it, Menominee, bum, bum, ba-da-dum. Menominee, bum, ba-dum, bum. That's true. That is satisfying. And it's got a nice, anytime you get a Muppets tie-in, it's obviously going to feel good. All right, thank you for the call, Janet. I a smile on my face whenever I hear it. Thank you, Janet. Menominee. I'm going to look up Menominee, Minnesota. I want to figure out why they named it that. Yeah, I tried. Tried looking. I could not find. Uh, We have other calls coming in. We are talking about names of towns or places that are just very enjoyable to say. Uh, Let's go to Frank. Hey, Frank. Frank. Hey, Frank. How are you? Hi. Hey. uh, We used to uh, live in Texas. There's a cut and shoot there. And uh, that was kind of fun to say. What, say it again. Cut and shoot. Cut cut and shoot? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cut and that's shoot. A, that's a real place? As in, as in two forms of violence. Right. Got it. So. Cut, and okay. cut and shoot. Wow. And that's... The, the other one that I had in mind was Shibugamu, which is in northern Ontario. Now you're talking our language. Say it again. <laughs> Shibugamu. <laughs> Shabugamu. Shabugamu. Yes. Wow. Where about Canada is that? It's uh, it's up uh, way up north in uh, Ontario. And, uh, Shabugamu. It's called Mistassini Mis- Bay. Yeah, it's wow. beautiful up there. Love oh, it. Good to know. Frank, thank you for the call. Yeah. All right, we should let Sarah have the last word. Indeed. Hey, Sarah, you're on the John and Steve experience. We're talking about just town names that are enjoyable to say. What do you have? I've got Zizix, California. Spell it for us, please. B-Z-Y-Z-X. Did you say B-Z-Y? B as in boy? No, Z, double Z like zebra. Oh, y, Z again, X. Wow, Zizix. Zizix. Yep, and it's on the way from Los Angeles to Vegas when you make oh. that drive. Oh, no that's way. Right. Okay. That's right on, that f- on yeah. the 15. You know Shout what that out, means? by the way, Steve, to you, uh, you went to APU, right? I did, yes. Yeah, I'm from Monrovia, California, originally. I live in Minnesota now, but right next door to Azusa there. Oh, my goodness. No kidding. Yeah, you get Azusa, you get Duarte or Duarte, California, Monrovia. San oh. Dimas, home of Bill and Ted. Yeah, San oh. Dimas, right off the 210. I spoke at that school once. San Dimas High School football rules. So you could go all the way from Zizix past through Rancho Cucamonga en route to Las Vegas.